Hello and welcome to the All Terrain podcast brought to you by the Children and Youth Department of the Salvation Army in the United Kingdom and Ireland. I'm Jo Taylor and in each episode I'm joined by a guest who takes a hypothetical hike with me, making four choices and answering four questions that help us learn about their real life journey to this point. In this episode, our guest is Mark Arnold. Mark is the Additional Needs Ministry Director for Urban Saints, pioneering additional needs ministry, including training, consultancy, conference speaking and resourcing. He's also the co-founder of the Additional Needs Alliance, a collective of organisations, children's and youth workers, parents and more, who share a passion for making a positive difference for children and young people with additional needs. He's a Churches for All partner, a member of the Council for Disabled Children and Living Fully. He serves on the Executive for Children Matter. He's an author. He's a youth worker with 20 years of experience and is also the father of James, a boy with autism. And during our conversation, I'm excited for you to hear how his work, how his family life and his experience all come together to have shaped his journey and the way he lives his every day. Okay, well, Mark, it's really good to have you here on the All Terrain podcast and to have you joining us for our hypothetical hike. Um, I wonder if you want to just tell us a little bit about who you are and what your everyday life looks like. Wow, yeah, that's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> but thanks for having me. It's great to, to be here. So I'm Mark Arnold, my... My day job is I look after additional needs ministry at Urban Saints and we're a, a national Christian children's and youth work organisation. Mm-hmm. And so that involves lots of training and conference speaking and writing and various things like that. And uh, I live uh, in Bournemouth down on the south coast. I'm married to Claire and have two grown up children, Phoebe, who's 23 and James, who's 20. And it's James's journey with various additional needs that he's got uh, that's led me into the work that I do. And it's an absolute passion. I do various things around this, uh, helped to uh, jointly found the Additional Needs Alliance, which is a collaboration of Mm. lots of children's and youth workers across the country. And uh, my lockdown thing was founding the Dad's Fire Circle, which is a a place for dads of children and young people with additional needs to hang out together yeah. and uh, journey together amazing and I can see um behind you and actually I've got my copy behind me as well but your resource invited to belong that you put together yeah um, do you want to just say a little bit about how that came about and what that looks like yeah so invited to belong is a, a joint collaborative uh, 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 Thing that we did with Youthscape, so Urban Saints and Youthscape working together, we created this six-part program that children's workers, youth workers can go through to understand a bit about uh, additional needs of various kinds, to be inspired by some great stories of inclusion and belonging, to hear what Jesus has to say about all of this, which as it turns out there's loads. Mm. Uh, yeah. to, uh, to to figure out some of the barriers that children and young people and their families might experience, particularly in a church work context. And then how can we break those barriers down and remove them yeah. and create a space for everyone to belong? And then once we've done that, how do we reach out to 
every child and young person with additional needs and, and invite them and ask them to you know just come and join us in the stuff that we're doing because you know we want to welcome them and love them and value them for who they are and so that's where Invited to Belong came from. And we, we launched it at the uh, National Youth Children's, uh, uh, sorry, National Youth Workers Weekend uh, in 2021. Uh, and then uh, last year in 2022, we also launched the training uh, programme that goes with it. So, yeah, that's just one of a whole bunch of resources that we are yeah. equipping the church with at the moment. I know it's been accessed by a number of um youth workers that I I work with and I know that they've really appreciated the opportunity to think about this stuff and to hear about this stuff and yeah. I'm really excited as we go into this conversation to hear a little bit about more about your heart and your experience mm. that has has kind of given birth to these resources really so Thank you. yeah, yeah it's good. really good to have you here and now we know a little bit more about you mm-hmm. we're gonna ask you to make four choices and answer four questions okay um that we offer to every single guest and we're going to start by going in with our first two choices to set the scene yep. um, and so the first one is can you tell me where we're walking okay so i mentioned just now that i live in bournemouth uh, so mm. you might think oh we're going for a walk on the beach but actually we're not uh just about a quarter of a mile away from where i live just in the north of yep. bournemouth is the river stour and there's a oh, beautiful yeah. walk along the River Stour Way. It's mm-hmm. a lovely uh, place to go. It's one of my favourite places to, to walk and where sometimes it's just a great place to spend time with God, uh, just walking yeah. along the river, uh, perhaps with my dog. I've got a, a 14-year-old Cocker Spaniel called Ella, and oh, she oh, loves wow. <laughs> to go uh, down to the river and to have a swim. And so yeah. that's where we are. we're going. Uh, we're going to... Uh, a part of the river particularly that's got a real meaning for me because uh, I had the, um, the the unlikely privilege of saving a, a young boy's life uh, oh, wow. a few years ago who uh, nearly drowned. He was only three. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he was being swept away in the river. And I just, uh, yeah. well, I think God led me to be there at that time uh, so yeah. that I could go in and save him and bring him out. So it's got a, a real meaning for me because of yeah. young Freddie. Wow, what a powerful space and what an incredible thing yeah, to yeah. have been a part of and to be able to do. It was, wow, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, quite quite a moment. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Gosh, <laughs> I feel like I need a little breath after that. I know I know Bournemouth really well. I lived there for many years myself and um, oh, I, I know the River Stour and those opportunities, especially during uh, like peak season in the summer in Bournemouth to get away from the crowds because it's Absolutely. so busy isn't it yeah. and there are still these spaces that just stay that little bit quieter and yeah, and peaceful it, and and they yeah. are lovely it's a lovely peaceful place uh, and you can yeah. really get close to nature and yeah. close to God uh, in those yeah. moments too and it's so it is it's a lovely place just to go for a prayer walk or something amazing um and who are you bringing with us so you can choose three fellow travelers one living one dead and one fictional yeah so uh, my daughter phoebe is getting married this coming saturday so she's yes uh, so she's coming on the journey with us Uh, so phoebe's 23 she uh, is an intern at christchurch in winchester Uh, and she and her very soon to be husband uh, charlie uh, uh, yeah, they're getting married on Saturday, so lots of excitement around that. So Phoebe's coming with us. Uh, 
my uh, my dad is coming with us. We lost him around this time last year, and he loved okay. that river too. He, yeah. he grew up in this area. He fished uh, in the river yeah. uh, uh, regularly, and uh, yeah, we said goodbye to him around this time last year. So it'd be great for him to be on our journey with us. And yeah. a fictional character. Well, I I love the Lord of the Rings. Lots of people love the okay. Lord of the Rings. Uh, so yeah. you're thinking, okay, Gandalf or something like that. But actually, um, we're bringing Tom Bombadil with us. Now, okay. if you've seen the films of the Lord of the Rings, he's not actually in them, but he's got mm. a really important role in the book. Uh, and Tom Bombadil is really connected with nature. Uh, he's mm-hmm. really servant-hearted. He makes a huge difference uh, in uh, that key moment of the book. Uh, and um, he, yeah, he, he, he cares for other people. He cares for nature. Yeah. He's got a joyful heart. Uh, and yeah. he's got a song in his, uh, in his heart as well. And I thought Tom would be great to journey along the river. He lives near a river too. Uh, so and he, he has a the brilliant one. name. I'm yeah. always really jealous of people with brilliant names like yeah. Bombadil. Like Tom uh, Bombadil, yeah. Tom Bombadil. It sounds fantastic. Fantastic <laughs> It character. sounds like a really lovely combination of people who are going to really appreciate the environment yeah. and yeah. just really connect with what's happening around us. So I think so. I'm looking I think forward so. to that walk. I think it'll be a good walk, yeah. Excellent. Oh, let's... Yeah, that sounds brilliant. Um, and we're going to move into our first question. Now we know where we are, and now we know who's with us and um, the perspectives they're going to be bringing. But I'm wondering for you, um, how do you face change? Mm, I think, yeah, change comes, uh, and I've uh, certainly experienced change, change in family circumstances, change at work, and always have to uh, step into that change prayerfully uh, and Mm -hmm. faithfully Uh, sometimes that change uh, needs us to get out of the boat Uh, and uh, as Peter when he got out of the boat was encouraged to keep his eyes fixed on Jesus so uh, yeah that that's what I try and do too Uh, it's it's so important to to bring it into his presence we uh, at urban saints have been going through a period of change and part of that change is that we've had to say goodbye to some good friends and colleagues uh, in the last few weeks and months and uh, my role was also one of those that was at risk uh, in the first stages yeah. of, of that process and uh, I brought it to God and I said your will be done uh yeah. yeah let's go on this journey together let's go on it prayerfully and faithfully and wherever this leads whatever the outcome of of this period of change uh is then yeah i'm confident that that's what god's yeah. will is and uh yeah we're emerging from that there's still some more things to to unpack but yeah i, I just have trust in him and uh, know that if i'm following him if i have my eyes fixed on him if I'm you know, asking him to invite me to join in with the stuff he's doing, uh, then I'm in safe hands. And so, yeah, change can be tough. But if we do change you know, with our great big God, uh, then mm. that can be a whole lot better and a whole lot yeah. easier than just trying to tackle that you know, on our own. So 
I don't know if this is an unfairly massive question. Mm. Um, but so you kind of bring that change to Jesus. You kind of fix your eyes on him and, yeah. and you believe that, that that makes a difference. But what is the difference? Is the difference to the outcome? Is the difference to your attitude? Is the difference to the people around you? Where do you think... So Where it, do you think the difference comes there? It can be in all of those things. Uh, it can be the difference in the outcome. It, it can be. And of course, we won't necessarily get the outcome that we ask for mm. or anticipate. We'll get the outcome that's the right outcome. But that isn't necessarily what we expect in that moment. And sometimes when you mm. pray that prayer and then the outcome arrives and you think, oh, that that wasn't yeah. what I was asking for. That wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, but if yeah. you're praying in confidence that that God's going to lead us into the right path, uh, then mm. okay, you know that that confidence is what comes too, and yeah. you have to think that fine. Okay, well then, let's go with this. You know, if this is what yeah. God's chosen. If this is what God's will is, then let's go with this and have that confidence. I think, yeah, the. The alternative is, you know, trying to do this in our own strength, trying to decide for ourselves, and we don't always get that right. Yeah. Uh, and and so, yeah, if we bring this to God, we have to be willing to give it to Him fully, mm-hmm. uh, not yeah. just give it to Him and say, "Okay, I'm giving it to you," but this is the answer I want. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and if we don't get that answer, well, you know, we ask again, "No, no, no, I, I wanted this." <laughs> uh, uh, you know, yeah. we, we have to sometimes give it to him wholly and completely yeah. and be willing to receive back you know what the the answer mm. is or what the response is or what the outcome is uh, mm. that that he wants us to uh, to journey with and you know he doesn't promise us that it's going to be uh, an easy journey uh, and it's all going to yeah. happen you know without any problems or difficulties actually he promises us the opposite that it's yeah. it's going to be hard but what he also promises is that he'll be there uh, and he'll be with us and so even when the answer we get isn't perhaps the one we wanted um, yeah. we can have confidence that he's with us and this is the right thing and yeah. let's go on that journey together yeah that's really helpful and I think it is that kind of giving over fully isn't it and giving yeah. Yeah. the situation fully over rather than just yeah your your desire for a particular outcome absolutely and I think you know that, that's a lesson that I've learned time and time again but I, I, mm. it certainly was a lesson that we learned for example when uh, our son James with all of his additional needs when when James was two uh, was yeah. when we were going through that whole process of uh, you know was there something different about James uh, mm. what was that what did that mean uh, and when he was two and a half he was diagnosed as autistic and with learning difficulties and I remember bringing that to God and praying to God. And, and essentially, my prayer was, please take this away from James. Uh, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah just uh, take this away. We don't, you know, we don't want to journey with this. Please, please take this away. And yeah. God didn't take it away. But what he gave us was greater understanding and a, a willingness to use the journey that we were on and still on to uh, mm-hmm. to help others. You know, I don't I don't pray today that james would be would not be autistic or you know not yeah. have learning difficulty uh, because that's a, a key important part of who james is 
if James yeah. wasn't autistic, he wouldn't be James. Uh, yeah. And so what I pray now is that God helps us to use the journey we're on to help others, that God helps us mm-hmm. to, um, to to help James and to understand mm-hmm. James better. And uh, so mm-hmm. the change that, you know, that we're asking for now is more about us rather than James. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's a key breakthrough that that came to us perhaps you know within the first year of of that yeah. particular journey. Yeah, I I, I recognise that. Um, my son is autistic, um, with uh, some development delays, and mm. with Jude as well. It was that same thing. It wasn't ever about him not being mm. <laughs> autistic. It's about praying that the world will change around him that yeah. the people around yeah. him will will change to to welcome him in mm. the fullness of of who he is yeah. and yeah the, the, and kind of learning what to pray in that has been has been really helpful actually absolutely yeah no it really is and yeah the, the world is an unfair place for uh, autistic mm. you know, children and, and adults too and so yeah, yeah trying to be a part of bringing about some of that change uh yeah then yeah helps us to help james and jude and you know lots and lots of other uh children young people and and adults too uh as as we continue with the work yeah yeah and finding those spaces where we're the answer aren't we and it feels like that's something that that you've worked really hard at is is figuring out how you can be the answer to those those prayers that you're praying and stepping into those space yeah, that's yeah. it you know and, and and so often that is god's response you know when we bring things yeah. to god uh his response is okay let's do something about it together then yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah. so we go on that journey together you know so so often we might pray for for something to change and yeah you know that that's that's how god responds it's okay what are we going to do about it then what's the yeah, next yeah, yeah. the next thing yeah uh, and yeah yeah it's uh yeah. it's good to be able to do that yeah, it's really great. Yeah, thank you. Um, we can move on to our next, our next question now. Um, and it feels like you have got this kind of really positive approach to things around change and, mm. um, and recognizing that, like one thing that's already really clear is how, is how much prayer shapes your every day and the decisions mm. that you're making and the choices that you're making and the life that you're living. Um, and so I'd imagine we'll hear some of that echoing here, but I wonder um, if you could expand maybe on it in terms of how you move through suffering. Yeah. And, you know, and as we've already said, suffering happens, you know, uh, mm. difficult times will come uh, and we're, we're not promised anything different to that, but uh, how we, respond to those uh, those difficult times that suffering is is so important you know, in the work that i do i've for example i've, I've met thousands of uh, families uh, across mm. the uk that are journeying with children young people with all kinds of different additional needs disabilities health conditions yeah. and broadly i think they divide into two groups uh, there are there are folk who find it really really tough they might be in denial about it you know they're mm. they're angry they're going through the five stages of grief that that we hear about mm. of you know denial and anger and uh depression and bargaining and mm. you know some will reach acceptance 
but but many don't and it's so hard to to see yeah. folk that are struggling and struggling and struggling through times of challenge and uh and and just yeah not able to to get through to that place of acceptance still wanting things to change to yeah. what you know perhaps they they think is how they want it to be and yeah probably right at the beginning of our journey with James I was there too and mm-hmm. and there are still times when you can get spiral back into that if if you're not really careful uh, a couple of years ago uh, at a level results uh, day uh, I just happened to be yeah. watching the BBC news and uh, it was uh, yeah, loads of A-level students jumping in the air, waving their results papers, mm-hmm. all very excited about their A-level results. And in that moment, it just struck me that actually that was James's year group. Yeah. And that was never James's journey. He was never going to yeah. be doing A-levels. Um, but it just struck me that that would have been his mm. year group he would have received his a-level results that day if you know on a different journey uh for him mm. and for a moment that just caught me uh mm. and uh it really just sort of like stabbed me a bit and yeah and then just a few moments later i heard james in his den belly laughing about something that, that he was watching <laughs> and i wandered in and he gave me a great big beaming smile and invited me to sit with him and I gave yeah. him a hug and all those uh, negative thoughts just drifted away. And mm. uh, yeah, it, it was all good again. But you can get spiralled into into that negativity. Uh, there was a time yeah. when when epilepsy arrived in James's life. So six years ago now, epilepsy and associated anxiety were added to his list of additional needs. And because of the anxiety, particularly, James was unable to leave the house for over a year 14 months uh, he was housebound uh, and we worked and worked and and uh, were supported to to help James to eventually be able to go back out into the world again but during that 14 months it was incredibly hard it was really really difficult because you know we were uh, obviously very restricted in what we would do but also um, yeah really concerned for James and that him just being stuck in the four walls of the house and yeah and so one of the one of the things that really helped us during that time was um, a book that was uh, recommended to us by Anne Voskamp called 1000 Gifts uh, it, it was uh, a real game changer for us in in that as well because you know we were we were praying and we were you know seeking God in all of this but but what that book recommended was that Every day, doesn't matter how hard the day is, doesn't matter how many challenges you've had to experience, find three things to be thankful for and write mm. them down. Yeah. Now, now, some days that was hard. Some days yeah. trying to find three things was really hard. Sometimes it was easy, but many times it was hard during that 14 months. But in that, yeah. in that year or just over a year, uh, yeah, every day, I would write down three things uh, that I was thankful for. And over the course of a year, that gives you a thousand. And you can look back, you know, in those really tough days, you can look back Mm -hmm. on all those gifts, all those things to give thanks for, and actually then realise that, yeah, and it's hard. Yeah, there are challenges, but there are good things still happening, even in the midst. 
Yeah, even mm. when you feel you're down there in the pit, God's there too, and He's doing yeah. amazing stuff. And uh, yeah, blessing us in ways that that help us that day, but can help us when we look back at it as well. So yeah, uh, I think uh, those were the, some of the things that uh, that continue to be helpful as mm. uh, as we experience tough times, tough yeah. days, because uh, they still come. And they, they yeah. will continue to come, uh, mm. but yeah, we're, we, 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 I guess we're better prepared for them when they come, and have better mm. strategies in place to uh, help to work through them with our great big amazing God when they happen. Yeah, and you you said about the kind of families that you know and that you've worked with and you've journeyed with falling into those two camps. Yeah, and so for those that are in that kind of place of of acceptance and maybe beyond kind of acceptance even thriving in those spaces mm, yeah what is is that difference the same is it is it that gratitude thing do you think or have you seen other things at play that have that are making the difference i think it is about recognizing that we're on a different journey but it can be just as good a journey so mm. there's a uh, there's a short story it's a bit of a marmite short story some people love it i love it <laughs> some people you know are less keen but um uh, a woman called emily pearl kingsley uh wrote a short story called i'm going to holland okay. and uh the uh the, the pricey of the short story is uh that you're uh you're going on you're supposed to be going on holiday to italy to rome uh, you've got your Italian phrase book. Uh, you know lots of people that have been to Rome. They've told you what an amazing place it is and what to expect when you get there. You've uh, got your ticket and you go to the airport and you get on the plane and you're going to Rome. Uh, but as the plane's coming into land, the captain comes over the uh, radio to say that there's been a change of plan and you're coming into land in Amsterdam in Holland. And before you know it, you're in the arrivals hall in Amsterdam Airport wondering what's going on. It's not where you expected to go. You haven't got a Dutch phrase book. You don't know anybody that's been there and you're really confused. Uh, and of course, the analogy is um, you were expecting uh, to perhaps have a child that doesn't have additional needs. You've got lots of friends that have got uh, children without additional needs. Uh, but suddenly maybe during pregnancy maybe at birth maybe sometime later uh mm. then there's uh that time when you realize and and you know somebody will sit you down and explain uh, to you that your child does have additional needs and uh yeah families will find themselves in amsterdam airport arrivals or metaphorically and yeah. again they then they then divide into those two groups again because there will be those families that we talked about just now who are in denial, who are angry, who want to be put back on a plane that's going to Rome uh, so that they can go to Rome where they always plan to be and, uh, and we're preparing for. But then there will be the families that sort of emerge blinking into the Dutch sunlight <laughs> and go yeah. and have a look at what Holland's got to offer. And, uh, yeah, you know, they were expecting to see um uh, the the Colosseum and Michelangelo's David and you know and all those things in in Rome but now they they can look at the canals and the tulip fields mm. uh, and the windmills and the Rembrandts uh, and all the things that they can see in Holland and it's different to Rome but there can yeah. still be beautiful wonderful things to explore together there too and you know obviously the metaphor is um 
yeah, going out into the the world that we find ourselves in, um, yeah. and and with our child, uh, making the most of every opportunity, journeying uh, through that new land, uh, that new landscape, mm. but with hope and with joy and with delight and looking at the different things that maybe we'd have missed altogether if we'd have ended up in Rome after all. Mm. Yeah, and I and I, I kind of hear it real overlap there in terms of your the, the stuff you talked through with those answers to the first question because mm. uh, that's where it's a choice, isn't it? And that's it where is. your focus in that in that choice is. It, yeah, you, you didn't choose to go to Amsterdam, um, mm. but you have still have choices within within that space yeah you 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 can choose uh once you're in amsterdam to Mm. uh to to accept that that uh, is where you are and to uh yeah make make the very most of every opportunity that amsterdam Mm. metaphorically has to bring Uh, (laughs) and uh, you know to go and explore it you know with your child and uh, have a great time there and yeah, yeah it's different but it can be amazing and wonderful uh, and positive uh, and and you learn and grow and develop together uh, as you explore it together so yeah it it, it is a choice it is a choice mm-hmm. and you know it's a choice that you can make with god mm-hmm. uh and and say okay you know we're this is where we are uh yeah. this is where you've brought us uh so let's go and continue on this journey together yeah uh yeah. And, uh, and and god will you know just as we take our child by their hand, then God takes us by uh, our hand uh, and we go mm. and journey through that new landscape together. Yeah, I kind of, I wonder if there's a place where where you don't accept, you know? Mm. Like, are there, because I'm really mindful of the fact that for me, those choices seem quite straightforward because, you know, particularly because we're talking about additional needs a lot. And so I hear mm. that, but I'm really blessed that, you know, Jude is, is healthy and mm. like for the challenges that he has, he's got a secure home and, and is mostly, mostly a happy, <laughs> mm. um, happy boy. And all of that is, is good and so then those those struggles around what I choose and what I accept and where to be grateful and and going oh this is this is where we are so let's Mm. let's choose to thrive in this space yeah um acceptance is for us seems clearly the kind of the path of most joy and Mm. um peace and wonder as well but for those where there's um like real pain and real struggle and Mm. maybe not even your own but that of the people that you love like what what is that kind of balance of of acceptance and choosing to make the most of where you are but also maybe fighting for something Mm. better or even hoping for something yeah and i think uh the what what you can perhaps choose not to accept is um perhaps the way that society is towards 
mm. people with additional needs and disabilities the the system that can make it really really hard for families to access the the support they need to get the help therapies uh you know even diagnoses uh for, mm. for a child you know, all of that is is hard and has been made harder by the last three years uh it's it's yeah. much much longer waiting times to to get diagnosis now than it was three years ago mm. so so it, it's right to be still challenging that still um demanding better you know from that to, to fight for our children uh in that space uh, and I think we can do that and um, be fighting for change and fighting for better for our children, mm. whilst at the same time wholly and completely accepting them for who they are uh, mm. and and uh, wholly and fully accepting that journey with them that, that we're yeah. on. And, and I think those are two distinct things. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, where... where I think, yeah, we can definitely fight for better for for, for our children uh, in society, in uh, the services that they receive, the support that they get, the support that you know, us as families get. There's plenty there to still fight for and to rail against mm. that's so unfair mm. and that can be uh, so uh, damaging. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. We, we don't accept yeah. that, but we do accept know our children for who they are and yeah. uh, and that journey that we find ourselves on with them and yeah. you know and, and part of that journey is is the fight is the yeah. is the battle externally <laughs> to to make it yeah. a better place for for, for them uh, and, and for every other child and young person mm. thanks mark that's um that's really helpful and we're gonna make another choice okay um Sounds like we're going to be enjoying the the chat and the peace and quiet, but I wonder if, like, when you're walking, like, do you listen to stuff? Like, what what do you think we could listen to that would help us on this journey? Yeah, I think you're right. It is a lovely, peaceful place, and the air is filled, especially at this time of year, with the sound mm. of song, uh, birds singing, uh, and yeah, it's a, it, the buzz of of insects you know it's a it's a very very lovely uh rural sort of sound but i think mm. if i was uh, wanting to stick some tunes on uh, then i'm probably going to go quite retro uh you know okay. we're going back sort of 70s 80s um some fleetwood mac a uh, bit of okay. simon and garfunkel um nice. if i was picking some uh some worship tunes then pr probably uh, some retro amy grant or something like that you know so so yeah some old school tunes uh that just yeah that i love and have loved for a long time uh and yeah yeah it's, it's great uh, the, the the vinyl and cassette a revival has been because yeah. I've got loads of that <laughs> <laughs> digging it all out and getting it all going again so uh, yeah. so yeah we, we, we might do some of that but we'd also stop and listen to nature for a bit too hmm. uh, and just pause and just soak in the the peace uh, yeah. that, that that place that we're at brings uh, and just sit yeah. sit on the riverbank watch the the river just gliding by uh listening to the birds listening to the buzz of the bees and the insects and yeah. enjoying some of that too yeah i find the help reminder to do that sometimes really helpful because 
came to a point where almost as a default, as I stepped out my door, I'd put my headphones in ready mm. to listen to something. And then there's so much that you miss then, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, um, they, they can be. They can yeah. be. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, I think it's it's being in that moment and just being aware of, uh, you know, mm. around around us, you know, and that's going back to that story with uh, with, with young Freddie down at the river there. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. Um, yeah, just being aware and uh, listening and watching what was happening with him. Uh, he yeah. was, he had a little fishing net and okay. he was trying to catch some minnows. His mum was sat yeah. on a bench uh, along the riverbank a bit and Freddie was getting deeper and deeper into the water uh, first mm. of all he was like up to his waist in in the water fishing and yeah. and then he got a bit deeper and he's up to his chest in the water trying to catch these minnows with his net his mum's calling to him to uh, to come in and that's what alerted me uh, you know I looked down okay. the, the bank and I could see yeah. his mum calling to him to come in and Freddie just ignoring what she what she was saying and focused uh, on those fish <laughs> focused on those fish and yeah be because I've, I've i've brought up on that river i love that river and know it yeah. really well i know that it shallows out and then suddenly drops into a deep channel yeah. and i could see that freddie was getting near to that channel and I, I, he's going to end up in you know in, in trouble uh, yeah. So quickly, uh, I was rapidly like throwing my phone, my wallet down on the riverbank yeah, and yeah. getting my shoes off. And I was already heading into the water when I just saw Freddie take one more step back and disappear. Yeah. He just yeah. disappeared under the water. Uh, and I just went out to this channel. And I just looked down and I saw this flash of colour as his T-shirt uh, bright T-shirt was going by, and I yeah. managed to get down, grab him, and haul him back up. And mm. coughing and spluttering and coughing up water, but yeah, he 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 would have drowned uh, yeah. within moments. Uh, managed to get him back to the bank, and and he was fine. But yeah, being aware in that moment and just yeah. listening and yeah, listening to the birds, listening to the bees, but just yeah, suddenly listening to a mum shouting for her boy. Uh, yeah. and recognizing there's something wrong here uh, yeah. and uh yeah i you know i'm the one in that place in that moment that perhaps yeah. god's put there to uh, yeah. step in and yeah. uh, and make a difference to freddie well for all of those reasons so nothing against fleetwood mac simon and garfunkel mm -hmm. um very happy listening to those and Amy Grant one of those I haven't listened well I hadn't listened to any Amy Grant for probably decades yeah. and then an Amy Grant song came on I still know all the words yeah I, absolutely our, bra yeah. our brains are weird so nothing against your music choices which I'm a fan of but I wonder if on this occasion we say we're just going to listen to what's going on around us yeah we will I listen so. to the birds yeah. we will listen to um the sound of the river rushing and yeah. and just be aware of what's what's going on around us and, and just enjoy that that bit of god's creation and yeah. uh, and and that opportunity just to yeah just just to immerse ourselves in yeah. in that in nature for a, a little while yeah yeah and that yeah that opportunity and the potential of just listening um i'm quite excited by that like yeah. not because i ever want to save someone from drowning because i think i'd be scared but um and I, I, don't want anyone to, <laughs> I don't want i don't want anyone to nearly drown but 
just that idea that there is opportunity and potential and just being present in that space that we're mm. we're in and I think I'd like to capture that today I, I think so and and I think sometimes especially when uh, we go on a, a bit of a walk and a bit of a walk with God mm. stuff can happen God can yeah. put us in situations you know that was that was one but yeah you know we can find ourselves encountering people or situations mm. or something that afterwards you think yeah that god put us there in that moment yeah. for that reason uh yeah. and so yeah listening and, and watching and seeing uh, all that's around us can be really yeah. key to making sure we don't miss those moments yeah yeah that's nice i like that it's out of my comfort zone but i think <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna hold on to that for I'm today go with that yeah <laughs> Um, and so third choice done we move on to our third question how do you receive joy with with deep gratitude you know when when those times of joy come you know they're great they're they're times to top up the tank emotionally Mm -hmm. perhaps spiritually too you know it's yeah it, it it's good just to yeah those joyful moments can can really really help you know especially if you know if we're in a difficult time if we're in a uh, a time of uh, of challenge you know i was talking earlier about james and his 14 months where he couldn't leave the house um mm. but i remember the moment when he did for the first time yeah. and uh so all through that 14 months we continued to offer james the opportunity to to go out you know wherever one of us because obviously one of us would have to stay at home so it was one of us that would be going somewhere we'd offer James the mm. chance to come I'd been yeah. uh, clear it was uh, in an August during the school holidays it was August and I was clearing a load of stuff in the garden filled the car with stuff to go down to the tip and you know in the past James had loved coming down to the tip with me and mm. watching everything get chucked over the side so I just went into James's den and said hey James I'm going to the tip do you want to come and he just got up and headed down yeah. the hall towards the front door. And I'm stunned and I'm rushing yeah. after him. And uh, and I, we went through the front door and uh, out to the uh, the car. And, uh, uh, and suddenly I realised that actually where James usually sits, always sits, is in the back seat behind me, which is folded yeah. down and full of garden stuff. Full of stuff and I think, yeah. oh no, the one time he comes and... And now, you know, what are we going to do? And I quickly skirted him round to the front passenger seat, which he very rarely sat in. But in mm. he got. And and suddenly we're driving off down to the tip. And it might not sound like yeah. a big deal, but it was the first time in 14 months that James had gone yeah. anywhere. I don't know yeah. how we got there and back. Because uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I could see the tears yeah. of joy that I was crying in that moment. And... Yeah. And I was just so thankful to God for that moment. And uh, and I didn't know if that would be it, if that was, you know, just a one-off and we'd go through, yeah. you know, a long, long period again. As it turned out, that was the breakthrough and that then yeah. unlocked other things. Uh, but just the joy of that moment, I'll never forget yeah. that. Uh, and how thankful I was to God for that. Uh, and Do you reckon you were the happiest anyone has ever been at the tip? I absolutely yeah I don't know I don't know what people thought of me when I was there I was just crying my eyes out but happy I mean it was real proper 
snotty tears you know it was really uh, what on earth they thought was going on I have no (laughs) idea Uh, but um, I I do remember that on the way back from the tip James is sat there really looking intently at me and saying ho ho I mean James is uh, very very limited verbal communication very very limited he's he's looking at me really intently ho ho and I interpreted that, wrongly as it turned out, as home. And I okay. just assumed that, OK, he'd come out to the tip. He was now quite overwhelmed by this being yeah. his first trip anywhere for 14 months. And he just wanted to go back home. And I said, it's OK, James, we're going home, we're going home. Ha, ha. So we got home. James got out of the car and ran into the house. And I thought, oh, bless him, he's done so well. He must be yeah. absolutely drained from from that experience of being outside yeah. for the first time in 14 months. But he'd legged it inside to grab a stack of um, cards that we've got that show different places. Um, so when we're going somewhere, we show James or help him to choose okay. where to go. And he went and found his stack of cards and found the farm shop. And okay. ha was shop. Okay. Uh, and so... Now, you know, he's been to one place. Now he wants to go to another. He wants to go to all the places. Uh, he wants to go everywhere. <laughs> and, it's, and now it's five o'clock in the afternoon and everywhere's shut. Yeah. <laughs> well, the farm's shopping. <laughs> but we went the next day and, uh, yeah. yeah, it's naughty tears again then, you know. But, yeah, I'm <laughs> absolutely certain that I was the happiest person, not just on that day, but possibly on every day that had ever been yeah. to the tip, the tip. Uh, when yeah. James uh, and I were there. It was just one of the best days I can ever remember yeah yeah and I was so thankful yeah so thankful it really wasn't hard to write my three blessings my three gifts down uh in my journal that night uh yeah the hardest thing was which three to pick (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) I, I hear that and again that that just that opportunity wasn't it it was that inviting James to come with you yes and and not and not assuming that well, I guess you probably even did assume that he wouldn't come, but yeah, yeah. You, but but you, you can't give up. You created an opportunity. Yeah, you've got to keep going. You can't give up, and you know, I, yeah. I, I, I know. Again, lots of parents that I've I've spoken to and told that story to, uh, mm. who have said, "Oh, yeah, you know, our our child's not left the house for a year or two years or longer," yeah. um, but it's inspired them to try again. Uh, yeah. because they've given up uh, and actually yeah. they've just accepted that that's life now for for their child for for them yeah uh, and it doesn't have to be it, you know it, it may not you yeah. know it may not be everybody's story uh, but yeah but actually yeah we, we kept going we kept going and you've got to keep going mm. uh, and uh, and then there was that just completely out of the blue wonderful unexpected breakthrough that mm. then has led to more yeah yeah, yeah. And where joy, so you've you've identified that joy even on the most difficult of days by, yeah, yeah. you know, focusing it, on those things that you're grateful for and doing that kind of writing down those things and yeah. and naming and being grateful for the joyful moments. But you've also um, you've striven for joy, haven't yeah. you? You haven't. It's not just been a case of of noticing the joy that's 
mm. that's happened in your yeah. everyday. It's it's continuing to work for it and hope for it and, Absolutely. and strive for it. And and yeah, to, to work for it, strive for it, to pray for it, to yeah. uh to yeah, absolutely to keep going. You know, mm. even when it's hard, it's you know, sometimes you feel like a marathon runner that you yeah. know has got you know a couple of miles to go and they're absolutely mm. drained and they've got nothing left and they've hit the wall and mm. yeah, you, you could just stop and it'd be the yeah. easiest thing in the world to just stop mm. and think actually i can't do this anymore you know and i'm just yeah. gonna stop and sit down uh and it's over um yeah. but you've got to keep going because you know you know a marathon runner knows that if they can do that couple more miles painful though yeah. it might be at the end yeah. they'll cross that finishing line they'll get that medal they'll have that joy of um, mm. of having completed the, the marathon you know? and for for us yeah. sometimes in those hard moments we think no we can't give up we've got to keep trying for james's sake for our sake uh yeah. for you know the sake of of countless other children young people who james's story has inspired yeah. uh because you know i I've been blogging for years uh, and James's story has woven its way through many of those blogs. And yeah. time and time again, folk from all over the world will get in touch to say, just read that blog you did on this. And mm. that's where we're at right now. And it's yeah. just inspired us to keep going and to not to give up or it's inspired us to try again. Uh, yeah. To, you know, to, we'd given up, we'd stopped, but actually now we're going to give it another go. Uh, and, yeah. Wow, how powerful is that? You know, James really doesn't know how powerful the impact mm -hmm. of his life has been on so mm -hmm. many people. And yeah. uh, yeah, God's used him and continues to use him uh, in amazing, wonderful ways, uh, transforming yeah. ways for many. And, and that brings us great joy too, when we yeah. know that actually, yeah, you know, we're, we're just part of that big, th big thing that God's doing. Uh, and James is a, an important part of that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm smiling having heard all of that, and <laughs> I mean I'm encouraged. And I yeah. think that reminder to to strive for joy. Because um, yeah. I think noticing it, uh, noticing is noticing it is one discipline that mm. I think is really powerful and really helpful. But it's okay to strive for it. It's okay yeah. to long for it. It's okay to pray for it and to yeah. hope for it. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I, and kind of, and work to make the joy happen. Yeah, to, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, to look for it, to expect it, to, to know yeah. that even in the difficult stuff, there'll still yeah. be times of joy. Uh, so, yeah. you know, to expect those, to look out for those, to seek those with yeah. God uh, and uh, to, yeah, to let those moments of joy, as I said earlier, just top our tank up, to fill our soul uh, and yeah. uh, help us to be ready to, to keep going on the journey. Yeah, amazing. Well, thank you. Um, and a bit that brings me joy now. Um, well, usually, sometimes people <laughs> don't have, have choices that do not bring me joy. Okay. But um, I'm hopeful today. So this is our final choice. Um, a bit of walking and a bit of talking. We're tired. Yeah. We're hungry. So what have you brought for us in the snack bag? Well, actually, uh, what we've got, because we're going for a walk along the riverbank. Mm. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, I grew up with, um, you know, things like, you know, Tales from a Riverbank and all those stories. And typically, 
all the characters in those books, they'd have picnics by the riverbank. So we're having yeah. a picnic. Oh, but, brilliant. Uh, so we've got Excellent. a picnic basket <laughs> and uh, we've got a basket full of lovely things. Obviously, uh, a good picnic's got to have pie. Uh, okay. So, so what, kind, what kind of pie have we got? Uh, I think we've got... Um, so we'll have a, uh, a chicken and ham pie. A oh, nice, nice chicken and ham pie. That that would be good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we, we can bring, uh, you know, a, a, a vegetarian or vegan alternative too. So so that would be good too. We'll have some nice, you know, it's new potato season. So we'll make some potato salad. Some nice mm, Jersey Royals uh, potato salad. <laughs> a bit of you know, bit of mixed salad to go with that. Some cake. Obviously, there's going to be cake. Has to be cake. What, uh, what cake? I want specifics. Ooh. It's got to have some chocolate. It's got to be chocolate okay. in there. Um, I do. I do like a bit of lemon drizzle. So yes, a nice. bit of that. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll have some have some different cakes. Oh, uh, brilliant. Lashings of tea. Uh, that sort of brilliant. thing. Uh, so yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll yeah. There's there's plenty of us. So one of us will have carried a blanket. One of us will bring the um, uh, the, the, the baskets. You know, the uh, yeah, somebody else can bring some flasks of tea. Uh, yeah. And um, we'll just sit there by the riverbank, watching and listening to nature as we've been talking about, and yeah, just enjoying that picnic together. Oh, that is so much better than the people that just want raisins. Oh no! Thank you, Mark. <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, let's make it a feast. <laughs> yes, love it. Love a picnic, and food just tastes better outdoors, doesn't oh, it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just absolutely. something. Yeah, brilliant food, fresh air, tea lashings of it yeah absolutely perfect wonderful that's brilliant i'm excited about that um i'm actually really hungry now yeah me too um, (laughs) just gonna need to focus for this last question i'm gonna go and see what i can find in my cupboards (laughs) but um mark so uh, yeah we move on to our final question which is how do you mature in service and that's yeah that's a really good question and it and it can in many ways bring together a lot of the things that we've been talking about really as well because mm. um the uh, the the things that uh, and uh yeah that that i would bring together into a response to this is um learning every day leaning every day and leading every day so let me unpack each of those so uh, yeah. learning every day you know is that journey that we've been talking about and how doesn't matter how long we've been on this journey uh you know whether we're new to this or whether um, this is something we've been on for a long time you know whether we're new christians or we've been christians and in active ministry for decades whether we're new parents of a child with additional needs or whether our child's a, a, an adult now and we've been on this journey for a long time we learn every single day there's stuff that we can learn uh, and it's so important to look for those times to learn uh, because yeah. that helps us in, in in maturing in service it gives us uh, you know, more that we can use as we serve others uh, stuff that we can pass on stuff that we can curate and and collate and and offer back to to people too so learning is mm-hmm. an absolutely critical part of that and then the leaning every day is leaning into Jesus, leaning into him, leaning into yeah. what he's showing us, how he's guiding us, asking him to, to yeah, as we said earlier, to you know, open our eyes, our ears, help us to see what's going on around us. And that could be around mm-hmm. us 
in that moment where we are. It could be what's going on around us as we're doing our work. Uh, it yeah. could be when we're in a meeting. It could be all sorts of things. Uh, but yeah, what's what's he showing us? What's he revealing to us? What's he guiding us towards? What does he want us to do to to join in with? So leaning into him uh, is really important. And those things then help us to lead uh, and mm-hmm. to uh, to use what we've got to uh, to to lead and to to shape things and to serve uh, and to mm. to serve others and to bring what we've learned and what we've received from from God to uh, to to be able to make a difference for other people and and all of that helps us to mature uh, in our service too. But what also mm. I think brings all of that together is to do all of that stuff with. Um, with, with friends, with people that, that get yeah. it, you know, to, to not do it alone, but to do it with others. Yeah. Um, so as an example of this, uh, you know, I had the privilege of co-founding the Additional Needs Alliance with my good yeah. friend Kay Morgan Gurr. And Kay and myself and a team of uh, seven of us, mm. uh, we every couple of weeks uh, get together typically it's on zoom uh yeah. later this month we're getting together in building and we just spend time together um sharing our journey mm. sharing what we've uh, learned sharing what god's told mm. us um helping each other on that journey too just doing yeah. doing ministry together uh yeah. and and so you know that learning that leaning and that leading all come together in in that friendship as well and yeah uh, and, and doing this with each other and you know yes we keep each other accountable and uh and, and check in on each other that way but we mm. we pray for each other we hug each other when we're together yeah. you know we, we yeah we're, we're 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 there doing this journey you know with with, with others that get it and mm. and that's so important so yeah yeah I love that. I think that community element in service is really, really important, isn't it? Mm, it um, is, yeah. That the sharpening that comes from being with other people, but also just especially when it's people that you feel safe with and yes. feel loved by and who, when others see the best in you, you start to believe the best in yourself as well, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. You know, And, and it is about getting getting people around you that get it you know it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean people that will agree with you all the time you know yeah, it's yeah. good to have people that will sometimes challenge you and say actually yeah I, i'm not sure that's right you know and, and 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 you can talk about things but but people that get it people that understand it and are on that journey and the yeah like you say you know that iron sharpening iron uh yeah it's so important and uh and, and of course sometimes through those people you'll hear a word from god too uh, mm. And somebody will say, actually, you know, really feeling God laying this on my heart for you right now. And and yeah. it's good to then receive that uh, from them as well. So, yeah, that, yeah. that community is is so important. I, I, I know that I would struggle hugely um, mm. to to do any of this stuff that, that I do mm. without good friends that are there to to be on the journey too uh, and yeah. that make the world of difference and and that's that includes my close family too you know I can, mm. couldn't do what I do without Claire uh, yeah. and uh, and Phoebe and, and James too uh, yeah. you know that just making such a difference 
yeah, knowing that you know I've got their support, uh, their love, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, that they're as passionate about this as as I am. And yeah, yeah, it, it it's great just to to be on that journey with folks that get it and Amazing. that you can journey on together. Yeah. Oh, on that super inspiring and encouraging note, <laughs> um, <laughs> we can finish up our walk and our conversation today. Um, but Mark, thank you so much for for joining us. Um, oh, thanks for having Alter me. Own podcast. We're so grateful to you. Been great to be here, and and thank you. And yeah, great to go on that walk along the river and to uh, spend that time chatting. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you. Well, I'm so grateful to Mark for joining us today in what is a busy professional and personal life. I'm grateful for the stories that he told and the experience that he shared. I'm also grateful for the Additional Needs Alliance that he's created. One of the ways you can connect with that is on Facebook. There's a group there, so if you Google just search for the Additional Needs Alliance. You'll find a way of connecting, being part of the conversation and accessing some of the resources that he spoke about today. I'd also love you to join the conversation in our group on Facebook. If you just search the all-terrain conversation, you can share your own thoughts, the things that resonated, the questions that you have. Come and join us. Please don't forget to share the podcast across your social media channels. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you could give the show a rating or write us a review. All of those things help us get the show heard by even more people. You can also now access brilliant sketch notes and an article that accompany each episode. You can do that by searching for the All Terrain Podcast or clicking the link in the episode description. I'll be back soon with another guest who will be facing the four choices, answering the four questions and sharing their wisdom learned along the way on the All Terrain podcast. So until then, goodbye and thanks for listening.